Okay, make sure your mic is not muted. It's not. And that you're seeing the waveform uh, and make sure your levels are right and adjust the gain accordingly. I think everything's okay. All right, now it's time to say interesting things. Hey everyone, it's Jason and Katie, and this is the Funk Travels Podcast. Together we move from America to Turkey to pursue our dream of international living. And now we're figuring out how to live the expat life. Join us in sharing in our experiences, the ups and downs, and travels along the way. Great job. This is episode 48 of the Funk Travels Podcast. Yes, 48. 48. Yep, almost to 50. Almost. Mm-hmm. And in the time since the last episode, we have done uh, no traveling, right? We almost did, but then we didn't. Yeah. Yeah, we were going to go visit some friends in a different part of the country, but for a couple of different reasons, we decided to put that off until later. Stick Um, around here for a little while. Yes. And so uh, it was It's actually going to be this weekend. Yeah, it was almost going to be that we didn't do any traveling in March, but our anniversary is in March, and we're going to do a little, like a long weekend trip for that, and so we will get out of the country this month. Well, I mean, out of the country by boat, going to... Another country. Yes, yes, it is another country. It's not like we're taking a plane, though, to get there. No, not all travel is by plane. So in this episode, we're not going to talk about traveling. And in fact, what we're going to talk about is something that Kitty and I, we had talked about um, doing a couple, maybe like a month ago, is just talking about three things that we're really liking in life. And uh, so that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah. Each of us has three things that we're enjoying. And we're going to just talk about those briefly and maybe have a shorter episode and get on with our beautiful Saturday afternoon. Yeah. I actually have four things. Well, you have to cross one off the list. <laughs> okay. I, I think I can do that. Okay. Um, well, I can go first. Sure. And this is, um, I made this list like a month ago. And so this first one is, I'm finished with it, but I'll, I'll still talk <laughs> about it. And it's, um, the Her- Hercule Perot short stories. Mm-hmm. And so it was maybe a couple months ago now or more, we went and saw the movie uh, Murder on the Orient Express by, um, who is it? Agatha Christie? Yes, Agatha Christie. Yeah. And so I really enjoy like uh, mystery short stories, especially reading them before bed, because usually I can get through a single short story or um, fairly quickly. I like to read and fall asleep kind of at the same time. And so if it's like a really long story, like I kind of forget what's going on. So short stories are really good because even if I don't remember, it's only, you know, a few pages or maybe 10 pages worth of story that I might have have to brief up on before I, you know, read for the night. And so I'd read through all the Sherlock Holmes and, um, some of by G.K. Chesterton. He has uh, 
Father Brown series, which are really good. And so to discover a new short story detective novels, I was uh, really happy about that. And so so I read through those. And they're not as good as the Sherlock Holmes or the Father Brown ones, but I really, I really liked them. Um, they were a good, good nighttime read for me. Yeah. And so since then, I finished it, and I've also I've moved on to a new one, which is like this sci-fi. It's called Flatlander, but it's like a sci-fi detective series, and they're short stories, but they're like really long short stories, and they're kind of confusing. But um, so I don't know if I would say I like those, but I really like the Hercule Perel, which I'm probably not saying correctly. But anyway, that's the first one on my list. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember there were a lot of them. There were a lot of short stories in that book, right? Like it took you a while to get through them. Yeah. It was a really long book. I didn't get any books on my completed in February. And this is partially the reason is because I was reading this one for so long. Mm -hmm. It was more like maybe several volumes of a book just put into one. Yeah, I think it's like all of the short stories that she wrote by this guy yeah. were in this book. Um, I remember when it was after we were married that uh, the new movie Arrival was coming out, mm-hmm. and we listened to the short story about the uh, that the movie Arrival was based on. I don't remember. We didn't the... listen to it. We oh. read it to each oh, other. Yes, we had the book. So yeah. Um, yeah, and we read it to each other, but I don't remember what the name of the short story was. Do you? The name of the short story was The Story of Your Life. Okay. Which was also the title of the book. Yeah. And the name of the author escapes me at the moment. Uh, The Story of Your Life. I'll make sure to link it in the show notes along with the other things that we're talking about. It's, yeah, it's by Ted Chang. Yeah, and and anybody who saw Arrival, like, was probably really surprised by the ending of it, or at least, like, the whole concept of it, but because, I just remember, because we read the short story before we went to the movie, like, we, I had a different, completely different view of what the movie was going to be like, um, mm-hmm. because I knew what the short story was, like, how it turned out. I think I told people the movie is, like, the book is, the story is really good. The movie is really good, but it's not one that you should – you can, like, pick one to do first. Um, you can see the movie without reading the story, or you can read the story without seeing the movie. And they're both, like, really quality art, but they affect the quality of the other one. It's it's not like, you know, if you like the Harry Potter movies, you should read the book first because the books are just so much better than the movies, even though the movies are – like still good movies, but in this is not the case. The movie is really good and the book is really good, but they're pretty different. So, are you saying that the Harry Potter movie, like, bef- you should read the Harry Potter books before you watch the movies? Is that what I'm you're saying? I'm saying that the books are much better than the movies, okay, even yeah. though the movies are still good movies. Okay, yeah, I was about this to say is that. the okay. case. Like, the stories are the same, but the like genre is so much different that they don't really um, affect each other in the same way. Yeah, well, anyway, the element, I think because it's a short the, story, like the element yeah. of surprise is, I mean, it's, you just, there's just an element to it that like, you are surprised by it in the book and in the movie. And so 
if you read yeah. one before the other, watch one before the other, then like it does affect it. But I'm just saying mm-hmm. the Harry Potter books, like it's just a whole, like, yes, the movies are good, but like there's just so much more in the books that like you just can't put right. in the movies. Like they just, it, yeah, you're right. It just can't compare. So, but yes. Okay. What's your first one? Um, What's one of my first one? So there's like some, I go through these phases of listening to podcasts and then not listening to podcasts, but there's always one podcast that I always make sure to listen to. Um, and it is called Modern Love Podcast. And it basically is a podcast that takes the modern love essays that were in the New York Times. And then they have like famous actresses and actors read them and then they also do some like storytelling music along with it so like they might have the sound of a train that goes through it or the sound of like water running depending on like what the story is they'll add like some like enhanced sound effects sound effects to it um so it just adds to like the emotional quality of the story being read um but they've just They've done such a good job with it. And um, I don't always like the stories, but it does give me a different perspective on, like, the people out there, what type of life that they've had. Like, um, it's just really interesting. I don't know if I would love the modern love essays in the New York Times as much as I love the podcast of them making the essays. And maybe because I haven't read any of the essays before um, that I – makes me like the sound yeah the uh what am i thinking (laughs) um the read aloud version better that's what i'm thinking so yeah it's definitely a different experience to listen to like an actor read something to you than to just read it yourself well and it puts emotions into the words that not everyone can necessarily write well, but I mean, these of course are essays chosen out of like hundreds of essays um, sent in to Modern Love. And yeah, it's just really interesting how they do capture it. And I don't think it's an easy process. Like I think there's a lot of work that goes into it, of course. But then mm-hmm. they, they also, um, if the author is still alive or like if there's a family member who can speak for the article they they do updates on it and so they might um they might have an article that was written 10 years ago and then they get like an update about you know how the family's doing or how that person's doing and then they also give you an insight as to like why the editor chose the 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 piece um the essay for the new york times and i just find it really really interesting they're not long they're like I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, but I always just really like it. It's like for 20 minutes or I don't know, maybe not even that long because um, usually the stories read in about 10. Um, I take a shower or I get ready and I'm like transported into like this other person's life and ha- like their experience and it's it's just really cool. So I think it comes out every week and so I always look forward to that one. Yeah, I enjoy listening to them with you to sometimes sometimes (laughs) like we'll be driving or something and so we'll put one on and it's some of them are quite good and entertaining and i think we've listened to some of them that are just the but but anyway yeah i can see why i know you really like them yeah i think they're they're fun to listen to sometimes yeah and you're right like some of them i don't like but i still like the like i'm i like that they decided to make a podcast out of it 
Yeah. Okay, my number two, mm-hmm. Star Trek Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> or just Star Trek in general, all the no, series. Star Trek Enterprise. Okay. So recently we've been watching, we're actually almost done with it. Um, and since I wrote this list, um, Star Trek Enterprise. And so I don't know how much Katie is a Star Trek fan. I'm I'm a Star Trek fan. And she watches them with me. And uh, such a nice wife, such a nice yeah. wife. So we watched Star Trek Voyager together, which is there's a lot of seasons of that, and we made it all the way through that one. And this one is newer than that one, but it takes place before all of the other Star Treks. It's like the first um, Star Trek, and so they. They do a lot of interesting things, like they they don't have a lot of the technology that they do in the the old or the newer. Hmm, how do you say this? The old Star Treks that actually happen in the future. This one's like a prequel, and so they don't have. They do have a transporter, but it's new, and they're all like scared to use it. And they have a grappler instead of a, a tractor beam, and, and they can only go like warp three instead of warp nine or whatever and so then just makes a lot of interesting things that i really like about the show and uh yeah i will have to say this isn't my favorite star trek though i did really like the characters and the people of star trek voyager much more than i like star trek enterprise yeah i agree with that i think the characters are better and um they do some weird things with the storytelling on the show voyager was very episodic in that like every episode is kind of a separate story um but in enterprise they're much like longer story arcs three or four episodes or an entire season will just be like the same story and i think that makes it less enjoyable as as a star trek thing because if you don't like the story you kind of have to endure three four five episodes of that same story whereas in you know like voyager or whatever if the episode is dumb. Like I really dislike Klingon episodes. Like if it's a Klingon episode, then you, you just put up with it for the 20 minutes or whatever it is. And then 40 minutes and then it's on to the next one. So, yeah. 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 So, but we, Star Trek Enterprise. we have decided that like in all of these Star Trek, like series that they have, there's always at some point where like, they just go the wrong way with it. Like they can't think of any more ideas. Um, And they always, all of them have some type of like alternate reality or like alternate timeline that happens. And there's always some point at that time where I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Like, yep, I'm done watching you. Yeah. There are some, sometimes there'll be like good episodes that never happen. Like in Voyager, there's plenty of episodes where like the first scene and the last scene are basically the same. And -hmm. like the entire thing just doesn't happen because of either some temporal paradox or whatever, whatever. Sometimes those can be good, but a lot of times it's just kind of a waste. Yeah. So, but for the most part, I like it. Like and most of the time, they're pretty clean. Like there's not a lot of like scenes in it that you have to worry about. Yeah, Voyager especially. Um, But this one... This one, there's been a couple couple more, but yeah, but Star Trek's usually pretty good. Yeah, it's like the further along that they advanced in um, like the years, and even though they go further back, like they're still, you can tell like they've 
they're more recently made because of yeah. like some of the stuff that they put in it. Um, right. Like it wasn't necessary to have that stuff in it before or that it just wasn't allowed or like it would have been like a shock fast factor to have those things in there. But it's not um, – doesn't seem to be as big of a deal the like closer yeah. we get to like – this day and time so but they're pretty good and then we did start watching the new one the star trek discovery discovery and yeah like, but it's not on the list it's not on the list of things that you like right well yeah we both like we, we gave up on it like at episode i don't know eight or something or uh, it could have been before longer than that oh really no, i think it's longer than that yeah. yeah there's like a point in um, that like you either you're gonna like it when it moves into this like next big like episode where things change or you're just not gonna like it and like we were like nope yep we don't don't really care to watch it anymore so yeah and I felt like it's because they didn't take enough time to build any of those characters up before they like all of a sudden changed everything so there's so many things that they could have done with this TV show and they were like really pushing to move forward as fast as they could. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's your next thing? Uh, one of my other things is Postable. That's a mm. new website that I found. There's another website that I had found before that was similar to this. There's several websites like this. But um, so from Turkey, like I can send mail and I have actually like I've sent postcards back to the States. And I do actually send postcards back to the States for our nieces and nephews. And it's not too hard. Like it's, and it doesn't cost that much money, but somehow for birthdays, um, I just can't seem to like remember far enough in advance, which I know there are reminders on your phone to tell you these things, but, um, yeah. So I have this last year, I was like, well, I'll send emails to people for their birthdays and they have like little cards where there's like videos in it. And um, I thought that was great. But I still have some friends and some family members where like cards are just really important to them and I haven't made it a priority. And so I thought, you know, I'm going to see what's out there. I'm going to see if I can find a website that can do this. And so I found this website called Postable and um, the cards aren't like ridiculously expensive and there's always some type of promo code so um it's been that was a really cool website that i found that i'm able to send cards to people's addresses in the states like i can i just do everything online like i pick the card that i want i write it and then like i send it um they send it in the time frame that they need to and so i can actually do it ahead of time like say for March, I can actually do all of the letters that I want to do in February. And then they're already like prepared and ready to go. Or I could do it for like the whole year, actually. I don't know. I'm not that advanced, but um, it can be a little bit pricey. So like, I don't know. I've I've picked and choose a little bit of like who I know really likes cards and then like who doesn't mind to get an email, which sounds terrible. Um, Why does that sound terrible? I don't know. Because like – it should be fair and equal to all, but yeah, yeah. So anyways, um, I still have one friend that will send uh, – some of the people who – I really appreciate people sending us Christmas cards. Like, I don't really care if you send me a card for my birthday, whatever, but Christmas cards, I love getting them. So, like, that's just really special to me. But I do have, like, one or two friends that, like, for my birthday, they always send me cards no matter where I've lived, and I love that. And so I just make sure to return the favor. Sounds good. Yeah. What's an, okay. what's another one of your things? So the last thing on my list is bulletin, actually. 
And <laughs> is this something that you can love if you're actually creating it? Yeah. Or like you're enjoying yeah, it so. right now. So at the beginning of the year, I started working with my brother on a company that he's been working on for a while called Bulletin. Um, it was originally called Service Sheets anyway. Basically, it's the goal is it to be um, a church communication platform. And it's kind of a specialty is having these mobile digital bulletins. Um, anyway, so I started working with him on it and be doing most of the development, the programming for it. And he was doing most of the, all the other stuff, um, the running the company and the marketing and sales and all of that. And I go back and forth between thinking this thing could actually be quite successful to like, this is just going to flop. And so I think probably when I made this list, I was on the, this is going to be pretty successful standpoint. But um, since then, it's, I've put a lot of work into it recently. I've been working a lot the last couple of weeks and you have been um, very diligent i've been very proud of you i've been working on on this too and we're getting it to almost to a point we we just launched a big new version and we're getting almost to the point where it's all self-serve and um to go from to running ads to people finding ads and signing up and and subscribing to the service um, all the way straight through, we're almost ready to do all of that. And so that'll be a big milestone to be actually, to make sure that this thing is actually sustainable and whatnot. And so it's going pretty well and, um, I'm liking, I'm liking where it's heading. And so yeah. that's, I think why it's on the list. Y'all have done a really good job with that. So I've been really proud of y'all. Thank you. And I think it looks really good. It's a pretty cool, like, it's a pretty cool idea and there's not a lot else out there. And I think like, some of the additions that y'all have added into it, like especially all the social media stuff that's added into it, I will make mm -hmm. it like even that much more valuable of a tool to people who want something like this. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Should I link to it in the show notes if someone's yeah, curious? So, yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. Um, so one of my last things is uh, Google's has maps, which most people know that you have the app Google Maps and you can like star places on there, like lots of stars. I, my Google Maps is like littered with stars. Like it's quite ridiculous. Jason's kind of yeah. like, how do you even find anything on there? Yeah, you are more generous with what you make a star. I have lots, I have quite a bit of stars too, but it's I pretty much only star things that I've places I've been. You star places you want to go. And so Yes, I need to see where it is on the map. And yeah. and like I might not remember the address, but like I'll remember where the area is and then from my Google Maps I can actually find it, blah blah blah. So Yeah. It's it's great. I love this tool. But also a part of your Google Maps is that you can create a map and I'm sure this has been around for a while, but I didn't actually see it in use until we went to Southeast Asia last year with our friends, Eric and Ashley, and they shared a map with me about like places that they wanted to go in Southeast Asia so that we could kind of see where things were and make the connections and um, that type of thing, like to get an idea. And like it uses Google Maps app 
you can just create a new map. It's kind of like a layer where it it's only the like you don't see it on your regular Google Maps. You only see it on like your special map. And so I don't have all the things on the Southeast Asia map marked on my actual Google Maps app, but um, I can actually access the Southeast Asia map itself and see like all the different pins for the places that we've gone. Yeah, not only pins, but you can put lines and shade areas and whatever. And so we had like the cities we were going to and like which places we're going all marked out with lines and whatnot too. So you can do things like that. Yeah. And you can actually do like driving routes for this and um, you can make several different layers. So I I have recently used this uh, feature for a few other travels that we're about to do. I started one, actually started one for some of our friends who want to do the Seven Churches Tour. Um, and I just marked a bunch of things that are just related to the Seven Churches Tours in, tour in Revelation. Um, sorry, Seven Churches of Revelation Tour in Turkey. And I even, each city like has its own mark like um and then like where the actual ruins are where we actually stayed what like restaurants that we've gone to in those places and so it's kind of it's kind of handy like and then i did driving you can actually do several different layers of driving routes so if you went one way or if you went the other way um because it kind of makes this really big circle so anyways we are going to kios for our anniversary here in a couple of weeks and so as i was researching where to stay and what to do um, from the different re- websites i created like one of these maps and so now when i go like it's this is only a map for kiosk and i can see all the different things that only have to deal with kiosk so that's pretty cool and like you can actually yeah un- unclick some of the um layers so like if i only wanted to see food then i could actually unclick all the layers for sites and lodging and routes and all that stuff and only see the places that I marked for restaurants that I want to try. And you can actually put notes and links to place. So, and you can put like little explanations so that other people have said, yeah, because here's what happens when we travel is we, I want to go someplace and you're like, why should we go there? And then I like, now I have like a paragraph underneath it that says why this is important to visit. <laughs> if I can't remember. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So that's why I really like that one. That one's been a really fun tool that I am using, but also can share with other people. So like if I write a post about Kios in the future, I can actually link to this map and people can use it um, or like save it for themselves if they're going to go there in the future. Yeah. So that's three, but you said you had a fourth. Oh, yeah. Um. So if... Y'all have listened to any of the last couple of episodes. You have known, you have figured out that I've been reading a lot more. And so something that, there's the OverDrive app that we use that's connected to our library. And that's how, in the States, and that's how we get some English books. But there's also a second app called Hoopla. And I'll link to it. But Hoopla. It's also connected with the library. Yes, it is also connected to the library. But the thing that I like about Hoopla is that it may not have as wide of a selection, but it does have some of the more recent books in audio. Generally has it in audio and in ebook, but um, 
what I like about it is that you don't have to wait for the books for the things that they do have. Like, it's like, do you want to borrow this? And I'm like, yes, I do want to borrow it. Um, but the, the difference between Hoopla and Overdrive is that you're not, you're limited per month on how many you can, how many things you can get. So you can only check out six things in a month instead of like with a, a library, with the Overdrive, it depends on your library card. And so you can check out three ebooks. And then when your three ebooks are done, then you can, it's kind of, it doesn't matter. You can you check can out have, more. Yeah, you can have three checked out at the same time. Yes, but you can also check out more than three, like more than six in a month. Say like if your cycles, yeah, like your two-week right. checkout cycles are different than like, say you get eight books, that's fine. As long as none of your books are overdue and that type of thing. Anyways, so those are the two apps that we've been using a lot. But I like Hoopla because I can get things that are new like really, really new. Uh, whereas like at a library, you'd have to, even on the eBooks, you still have to wait like weeks for some of these books. Like I have things on holds that I'm not even sure I'll get to for like yeah. another several months because there's just so many people who have it on hold. So, but yeah, that's one of my last ones. Did you have anything no, I, else that you can think about? No, I followed the rules. I only had three. I had so. one for you that you didn't say. <laughs> okay. so All right. What was it? Well, so at the time when we talked about this this episode, you were listening to the Greatest Showman soundtrack quite a bit, uh-huh. and so I thought that would be one of your things that you would say that you were liking. Uh, yeah, I guess it didn't make the list, but I did like that. I don't listen to it. I haven't listened to it in a while. Yeah, it is a good soundtrack. Enough. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so those are a few of the things that we are enjoying right now. Yeah. What are you enjoying, Mr. or Mrs. Podcast listener? <laughs> yes, we would like to know. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. I mean, I went from talking about a letter delivery website to, uh, what was the first thing I talked about? Oh, a podcast. A podcast. Episode. Yeah. Yeah. Which, would you, uh, that's another question. Would you as a listener be interested in hearing which podcast episodes we like or podcast Mm, we like to listen Pod, to you. Yeah. Podcast. I know it was like podcast episode, podcast series, podcast title. Just podcast. Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear what podcast we like to listen to? That's something else. So I have one more thing. So uh, if you're a new listener, if you've uh, never been to our website or maybe you've just listened to like one or two episodes, uh, we have a newsletter that goes out and it, goes out every other podcast, um, which means that once a month or once every four or five weeks, we send out a podcast that kind of covers the other two, like the the recent two podcast episodes that we've done. But it also does a few more extra questions, like with things that we're planning, uh, maybe some website articles that you've missed and kind of what it looks like for us living here in Turkey and how Turkey is doing. So that's a really fun thing to join. So if you're curious about that, you can subscribe to our newsletter via our website as well, monktravels.com. All right. Sounds good. Okay. See you later. Bye. Bye.